0: I'm your host, David Frost. This is My Strategic Forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, December 26, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What's going on around the horn? What's going on in the markets? Do we really need an update today? What is there to discuss? There's certainly a lack of market participants out there. The volume is very, very light. There's a lack of interest in the market. However, here's the way I look at things. There's always something to learn. There's always something to gain from the market activity, regardless of what it's doing or not doing. And better yet... It's another way to stay fresh, even if there isn't a lot going on, if we continuously analyze the market and a variety of different charts, take a look around the horn, see what we can find, here's what happens. We generally come up with something that we can use to our advantage later on. So guess what? That's exactly what we're going to do. Even if it's an abbreviated version, let's go ahead and learn something. The SPY, the S&P 500 finished at the highs for the day. Is that a surprise? Not really. Why? Because the volume across the board is very, very light. There's a lack of interest in participation. Therefore, there's a lack of sellers. What's really going on out there? In large part, you have a lot of computerized trading back and forth. It's like a game of ping pong. Inside the numbers, we call it chop shop. What's a better way to describe it? Well, when you scale down to the hourly chart, what you can see is a gap up a little bit early in the morning. The market rallies up right to a mid-morning pivot, right around 11.30 a.m., and then what happens? We just go sideways all day long until the end of the day when we have what I like to call the proverbial end-of-the-day ramp. Here's a five-minute chart depicting that the last half an hour of the day is, in fact, the end of the day ramp. Back to the daily chart. And of course, as we know, price is the absolute arbiter of the market, of any chart, of any stock, whatever it is. Price is the absolute. So what do we have to say about the price? Well, it's pretty obvious nothing has changed. We're in an uptrend. We're at new highs. There's nothing technically wrong with the market. We discuss the fact that, A, we're looking for a turn. We're looking for another top However, we're also aware of the fact that the market can certainly stay in this kind of mode for another few days through and into the new year. What we do in these scenarios is we use the 80-20 rule to our advantage. 80% of the time, the market's going to do what the normal kind of thing is that it would normally do under a set of circumstances. What kind of circumstances do we have? We have End of the year, not a lot of people in terms of market participants are around. Fund managers, money managers across the board are looking forward to having a good year. They're looking forward to bonuses. Nobody wants to rock the boat. Now, can there be a black swan that comes out of the woodwork? Of course there could, but that would be in the 20% or even less than 20% camp 20% of the time that kind of stuff happens or less than 20% of the time. So we're going to go with the 80-20 rule saying under normal garden variety market conditions, we're likely to get more of the same, some chop shop, maybe some back and forth, maybe another push higher or two into the end of the year. That under normal garden variety market conditions would be closer to the norm than it wouldn't be. When I say we're looking for a turn, we're looking for a top, we're looking for signs and signal of a trend change. Where do we find those? We know where we find those. We find those in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. There's a variety of them. They have to be accompanied by one or two or more of them at the same time to really be quote-unquote bona fide. So we haven't seen anything like that whatsoever whatsoever. So the band plays on holiday seasonality, don't fight the Fed. And I say don't fight the Fed even with the awareness of Repo Man lurking. We know Repo Man's going to rear its ugly head at some point in time. But right now, quote unquote, nobody cares. We've been here before where the old all news is good news, bad news is good news, good news is good news, The market keeps going higher, therefore, everybody gets complacent and everybody discounts whatever seems to or could possibly be negative news. We've been here many, many times before, and what we do know is those things tend to change on a dime. All we really have to do at this point is sit back and wait for the market to make some change. Are we in that mostly hated statement, overbought condition Yes, we are. Why do I dislike that statement so much? Because there's no measurement for it, which means that the market can stay quote unquote overbought or in a what seems to be perpetual uptrend that'll never end. It can stay that way for longer than most traders, most investors, most people in general really think that it can. How do we know that? It's already doing it. We're already starting to hear calls for S&P 4000. That's also garden variety pundit behavior. So net net price being the absolute arbiter. The S&P had a pretty good day up 16 and a half points. The SPY was up a little less than six tenths of 1%. That's a good day. Let's flip around and see what else we have. Tossing the ball over to our favorite market-leading indicator, the IWM, what we find here is a flat market. That's interesting in and of itself. I think it qualifies for a puzzle piece, and it's on the table. Why is that? Because as a market-leading indicator, and one of the reasons why it's a market-leading indicator is because it's essentially a growth index. So money that thinks the market's going to continue to go higher in part will run to growth sectors, growth indices, growth vehicles. IWM happens to be one of those and also happens to be the best, in my opinion, market-leading indicator. So if, in fact, the S&P was up half a percent today, the Dow was up, the NASDAQ was up even more, the NASDAQ was up almost eight-tenths of one percent, where was the IWM? Why didn't we get participation? Could one of the reasons be that several videos ago we discussed the next area of resistance up in that 166.5 area or zone? We're in that neighborhood right now, slightly above it. But maybe that's one of the reasons why the IWM has run out of gas. If it hangs around up here and goes sideways for a while, it has a chance to refuel and take another run higher. If it's rejected, it's another story. It's the market's way of telling us a different chapter is coming up next. So we don't necessarily have a cue yet, but what we do have is a potential hint. So a hint becomes a puzzle piece. A puzzle piece goes on the table. When the puzzle begins to come together, it begins to form a picture or a storyline, and the storyline becomes our analysis of where the market's headed next. That's the way this works. How about the VIX? What's going on over in the VIX? Our measure of volatility. Couple of interesting things. There is no volatility in the market. Now, not having volatility and the S&P, Dow, NASDAQ across the board being higher for the day, you would think the VIX would be a little bit lower. Two cents doesn't count. But what do we have? We have something. The VIX is trying to tell us something. So let's pick it apart and see if we can decipher what it is. What's the daily chart saying right now? What's this tail candle today? Did price actually go all the way down there? My analysis is, no, it didn't. It's really one of those fake tail candles. Does it mean anything? Well, it can mean something. Maybe it's a hint, maybe it's not. It's an awareness thing. We'll file it away. Little tiny puzzle piece off to the side. What else is going on? Well, what else is going on is a bear flag's going on. So we had a couple of things happen. We filled a gap. That's okay. When price hangs around the gap, it's generally its way of indicating that there's going to be another leg lower. When price trades quickly away from the gap, in this case, since the gap was in the southern direction, price came south, hit the gap, and it really didn't ricochet off too heavily in the northern direction. It's hanging around, creating the bear flag pattern. So we have another awareness thing. We're below all the moving averages. So everything on the daily chart tells us it's bearish behavior. Check, puzzle piece, it's on the table. Is that the same thing on all the other time frames? And the answer right now is maybe, maybe not, maybe not so much. Here's a 120 minute chart. And I can make a couple of different cases going for the 120 minute chart. I can say first that this is the same bear pattern or bear flag pattern that we just saw that's fine we can see that very clearly going from the top down and across to the right but if I begin to look at it from a shorter perspective a microcosm of a time schedule I can also begin to make the case that we've had an up move we also had a gap up here and we're basically consolidating sideways and this could be building energy for another push into these moving averages as we stay above the 50 and the 20 period moving average. So I can make a case it's not exactly the same story as the daily chart, although we do have to keep in mind that the bigger the time frame, the longer the time frame, the more dominant the chart becomes over the shorter time frames. If we continue down and we look at an hourly time frame, we begin to again see that I can make the case for both a bullish pattern on a short-term basis and the same bearish pattern that obviously still exists and won't go away until further notice. But you can see here from a technical perspective, This chart is doing what normally charts do. Here's a gap. It got filled. We're staying above, yet we're consolidating above this area. Are we doing it in a bearish formation, which is really derived from the big picture? Or are we, from a shorter duration, going to have a pop up into this 200 or at least toward this 200 period moving average? The jury's still out, but I just want everybody to see that we can look at a chart In multitude of ways, we have to be aware of both cases. We have to be aware of the bull case. We have to be aware of the bear case. Why? Because we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Let's throw a short hop in the mix and go over to Apple because I want to remind everybody that we shouldn't be, and I'll repeat, shouldn't be, Short Apple, we know that. We talked about that several days ago. And we also talked about what I believe to be the next potential price target. Naturally, one would think it would be the big fat round number of 300. But my calculator, my analysis spit back out at me 295. So just for kicks and grins, shits and giggles, we'll see what happens with Apple. We'll see where the top ends up being. Maybe it'll be 400. Maybe it'll be three and a quarter. Maybe it'll be 295. Maybe it'll be 289.91. Today's close have no idea. Just saying. What about the transports? My second favorite market leading indicator. However, our number one canary in the coal mine. A the chart still looks different than all the rest that's a puzzle piece it's on the table it's been on the table it's been in the center of the puzzle B we're above all the moving averages and it's continuing to work its way higher technically we're just reaching once again and still bantering about at this recent top area we'll call it a double top trying to bust its way through remember there was a gap the horizontal line identifies the gap We're taking that away right now, because the gap was already filled, price was rejected temporarily, right back up here. What does that tell us? That's the chart's way of telling us that it wants to go higher. Whether it will or not remains to be seen, but under the 80-20 rule, that's what the chart is saying. It's saying, I'm back at the gap, I really wasn't rejected at the gap, I'm going somewhere else, there's another destination, see if you can find it. 11,000 to 11,000 and a quarter would be the first logical next area of overhead resistance could it get up to eleven thousand one hundred or nearby it could but under normal garden variety market conditions if that happened sooner than later meaning in the next couple of trading sessions that would be an area of bona fide overhead resistance How about the cues what's going on over there other than powering forward nothing to see here nothing bearish on this chart Technically speaking, it's extended, it's overbought, it's everything you can say. However, since there's no measurement, we just move it along, let it go, riding higher. At some point, it will absolutely put in a sign and signal of a trend change until and unless that happens, it hasn't done so. Don't get in front of the freight train. How about the XLF and what in the world does that horizontal line at $30.98 represent? It represents the number that if in fact the month of December is closed above that number, that would under normal garden variety XLF conditions be bullish for this market. Doesn't mean it's going to 50 bucks anytime soon. It just means it's a bullish close without a shadow of a doubt. Can the bullish close reverse? recapture, fail, all that stuff. Of course it can, but I'm just stating the facts as they stand today. Remember, I'm the umpire, calling balls and strikes. And with that, folks, it's going to be a pretty good place to pull the ripcord, mainly because it's the perfect time of the year to really take the market as a secondary thing and our friends and family as a first thing, take a little bit of break from the markets for a few days, We come back refreshed for a world of opportunity in 2020. Think about it for a moment. We still have Repo Man lurking. We have plenty of geopolitics going around the horn. We have an election coming up. Even though it might not seem like it now, we are going to be just absolutely flooded with volatility in 2020. Mark my words. Let me take another opportunity to thank each and every one of you. I appreciate each and every one of you. As you know, without you, these videos are not possible. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.